You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block Ripping up fantasy stock Working around the clock Look at the view from the top Researching rookies a lot No, I just be listening to pods Yeah, one in particular I'm just a messenger Let me just pass on the rock Browning, brunning, bruning Pronouncing ain't what he's doing What he's doing is not losing But infusing you with new things And there's Dennis the Bennett Yeah the man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare him at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round Table. Come take a look at the crown, baby. Go. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We are proud to be a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You can find them at Pigskin Podnet on Twitter, or you can search the hashtag TPPN. We will hashtag that when we go live, as do all of the other great shows that are part of this network. They have hockey, football, soccer baseball wrestling they do it all uh, and we are proud to be a part of that group it is friday dennis and matt are here with me we are going to preview all of the week 18 games for the nfl gentlemen how are you doing on this amazing friday yeah i'm not doing bad i guess you know it was weird not having uh football on thursday uh my wife about nine o'clock was like wait was there football on are you not why you letting me watch my shows i'm like no that's good. There's no football. She's like, no, really. No, I'm you like, should have oh, told really? her, yes, there was a game, and I'm still letting you finish. Right. I like the podcasting after dark vibe that you brought to today's show as well. Yeah, I'm inside the house instead of out in my studio, and I was, you know, I'm having trouble. I, the, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed over the past two years, but the lighting for me has been generally harsh. And so now I'm trying to figure out so my, my off-season goals right now is I'm going to get my studio hardwired to the internet and get my lighting adjusted so that it's not quite so harsh. Because the last thing I need accented is my face. There's no better lead-in to week 18 than that. 100%. Thank you, Kyle. Um, 
FF Man Bun did it. He is the goat of intro songs for um, for podcasts, especially fantasy podcasts. Dude, he, he's amazing. Just a good person in general, but he's also very good at creating uh, intros. Uh, Dennis, before we do jump into week 18, though, most fantasy seasons are over. What is a tool that people can use to optimize uh, their lineups and help them either rebuild or continue to be one of the best dynasty teams in their league? Well, we play a lot of dynasty. We're in a lot of dynasty leagues together. And, and uh, you know, the, the edge that I have on you guys, I, in, I don't know, maybe you have the dynasty GM too, and that's why I don't win as many leagues leagues with you guys but i have the dynasty gm do you want to dominate your dynasty league the dynasty gm from dynastynerds.com is the tool you need to get the job done it integrates seamlessly with your mfl sleeper flea flicker and ffpc leagues uh, we've got some more platforms being added uh, this off season so you'll be able to integrate seamlessly with those as well Use the league analyzer to identify your team's strengths and weaknesses. Use the trade calculator to put together league-winning deals. The player shares tracker helps you keep track of your roster ship. You can get exclusive rankings and more. Use the code ROUNDTABLE for 15% off the monthly or annual subscription. Bundle it with the Dynasty GM or bundle the Dynasty GM with the Nerd Herd to save even more. That's code ROUNDTABLE. All right, let's dive into these games. We are going to realistically, guys, just kind of talk about these. I mean, it, we will give you guys as much up-to-date news that we have on players that are and are not playing, but that is definitely something you guys need to watch through the Saturday and Sunday morning news dumps because some of these guys might end up getting ruled out in between now and then, but we we do we will keep you guys updated as much as possible. We're going to start with the 11-5 Kansas City Chiefs at the 7-9 Denver Broncos. Matt, what are you expecting from the Chiefs in this matchup? Yeah, no Patrick Sertan uh, and no Ronald Darby. So the probably the greatest strength for the Denver defense was that shutdown secondary. But Kyle Fuller has not been shut down, so um, might be a good game for the passing uh, the passing folks. And I think Kansas City is motivated to try to win because with a win, if Tennessee is not able to get a win on Sunday, they could still get the number one seed. Yeah, that's the the big thing is Kansas City has something to play for for the entire game. You know, they're going to be without CEH, but we've seen Daryl Williams as a capable replacement. Hell, we've seen Derek Gore as a capable replacement. Not that they run the ball that many times, but yeah, they do have something to play for. And so I would expect they're going to go for it. Yeah, I I think this this is one of the teams that you feel comfortable playing all of your starters. They should play most of the game if there is a shot, as Matt just mentioned, with the secondary losing the pieces that they've lost. If they are up a couple touchdowns come the fourth quarter, they might sit. But at that point, you've likely gotten the points you needed out of those guys to likely get a win. Denver, Denver. Denver, what do you think Dennis does? Dennis, what do you think Drew Locke does in Denver? That's what I was meaning to say. You know, it's going to be an interesting game because Drew struggles when he gets pressure, I think. And we've seen Kansas City be able to get to the quarterback some. They've got a ball hawking back end of their defense, and their linebackers are very active. You know, Drew is playing for his future right now. And he needs to have a higher completion percentage, get the ball down the field, take advantage of his wide receivers, um, and make good decisions and not turn the ball over. 
you know, th- those things don't seem to be playing to, to Drew's strengths. So it's, it's going to be a challenging game for him. I'd like to see him succeed, but, uh, you know, he just hasn't been able to put it together. I don't think it's him. I honestly think it's the coaches. The last two games that he started, he hasn't turned the ball over. He has made good decisions. His receivers have dropped the ball last week. They were missing almost everybody on offense. And Pat Shermer is not good. Um, We know for sure Shermer and McMahon, this is their final games on Sunday. If Vic Fangio apparently still has a chance to keep his job and I'll set aside my personal mornings about that, but they need to have a strong showing. Supposedly this team uh, did all the things that it did specifically to try to beat Kansas city. They've never beaten Kansas city the last five or six years, uh, no matter what they've done. So they, they need to get it done. They need to have a strong showing. A lot of the offensive guys have come back off COVID. So that's a good sign. Drew Locke said this week, he thinks he deserves to be a starter somewhere deserves to me is a strong word you got to go out and you got to show it I've been impressed that he's avoided some of the turnovers um, but he hasn't made a lot of exceptional plays it is hard for me to tell if that's you know him being afraid of making a mistake or some of the play calling or frankly some of the skill position players they put around him but there's a lot of pressure on this game for him and his future uh with all that being said I don't know that he gets it done. He could have a good game, but I don't think that they beat the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs to win the game. So am I. Only an idiot would take the Broncos. The 11-5 Dallas Cowboys at the 9-7 Philadelphia Eagles. Neither one of these teams has a ton to play for here. They're, they're for the most part, locked into their seating. I mean, they can move up and down one or, I think, one spot each uh, based on if they lose this game. But realistically, there's not much changing here. So... Matt, what do you expect from the Cowboys' um, backfield with Tony Pollard being ruled out? Yeah, if you were in a fantasy final last week, uh, the Ezekiel Elliott performance uh, did not help you. Um, and we we saw the last time Pollard was going to be out, we thought it was going to be a big boon to Ezekiel Elliott's workload, and they used a heavy dose of Corey Clement. I just don't think that – it's in the cards for him to have a big workload. Like you said, too, not a ton to play for. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the starters play a half and maybe uh, start peeling guys out. But I think we're going to see a heavy heavy dose of Clement or another back. That's funny. I have one note for the game, and that's a healthy do- dose of Corey Clement. So I, I think that's it. Like last week, they were playing from behind. Zeke had nine touches. Uh, what did he have? Two targets, one catch, nine carries. Uh, it, it's they, if they don't it have it's like team, nine carries for fourteen yards. Too, yeah, was not great. Sixteen yards. It's it's a situation where it, there's nothing to gain by playing him this week. Uh, I, I just think that it's a, you're you're going to see a lot of Corey Clement. It's funny. I had Zeke on one of my championship rosters, and I didn't realize he only put up 3.5 points. I literally just now realized that. As you guys were talking, I thought he had a better day than that. I, I mean, but, it was brutal for for being like that championship week. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones has come out and said that these guys will play. I would not feel comfortable playing any of my Cowboys. Uh, I don't – I would not be surprised if they only play like a couple series, maybe even the first quarter because, again, there's not much here – 
you know, maybe go out there for a couple series, see if Dak can keep the momentum going. Didn't look great last week, but had that huge game against Washington the week before. Maybe get those guys going a little bit and then pull them so that nobody gets hurt. Uh, but I would not feel comfortable playing any of my Cowboys. Dennis, this is a potential playoff preview. Uh, are you expecting to see Hurts, and what are you expecting to see from him? Yeah, I mean, I think Philadelphia wants to win this game more than Dallas does going in. It's Nick Sirianni. He's a first-year coach. Uh, there was, you know, by all estimations, he got off to a questionable start from the press conference on. Uh, there was a lot of questions about his decision-making. And, you know, the team has seemed to gel around him and around Jalen Hurts, despite uh, fantasy managers' frustrations with his handling of the backfield. Uh, but they want to win more, and I think they're they're going to try. I, I One of the things I think they have going for them is I don't know, as a veteran coach, I don't know how – is McCarthy going to be more interested in the win or more, against a division rival – are more interested in preparing his team for next for the following week's playoff games. If I had to put money down, I'd say he's more interested in preparing the team for the following week's playoff games. Yeah, in Philadelphia, it's a division rivalry. I, I think he they they want to win that way. They actually can improve um, their seating, you know, between six and seven. Uh, so they might be looking at that. But more importantly, I think. They want to see Jalen Hurts in this offense perform well against another playoff team. We've seen them perform well against some teams that aren't in the playoffs. We've also seen them lose uh, among their losses to almost all of the playoff teams uh, that they have faced. So I think it's important for them going into the playoffs that they get some confidence against a good winning team. Yeah, the big thing for the Eagles will have to be watching. I believe Goddard is still on the uh, COVID list, and so is some of the running backs. I believe Jordan Howard is no longer on there. Uh, but we'll yeah, have San Sanders is definitely out. I out, didn't see yeah. Goddard on the list anymore. I think he. Oh, so he got pulled off. Okay, I saw last I saw he was still on there. There's still a few Eagles on there, so. Regardless, that'll be something you have to watch. I would feel comfortable playing those guys because I do agree with Matt and Dennis. No, he is actually... still on, he is okay. still on the list. So is Jordan Howard. So is Boston Scott. Gotcha. Yeah, about to, it was like the whole. This is going to be the Kenny Gainwell show. So you might. I mean, again, I, I feel like we've said this the past couple weeks. It's really kind of hit. COVID has really kind of hit the NFL season these past couple weeks with everything going on. We've seen these guys come back and not necessarily play that well that first week back off the COVID list. I would feel pretty good about plugging Kenny Gainwell, especially with all the players we're likely not having playing this week. Uh, I think you can play Hurts and Gainwell in this one. Um, and I'm going to take the Eagles to to get the win, heading in on a high note to the playoffs. Yeah, early on I was on the Cowboys, but uh, today as I was doing some show prep, I kind of switched over to the Eagles. I'm still on the Cowboys. Always ride or die for Matt. Appreciate. It. I love it. I love the. Uh, there you go. That, that's 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 exactly it right there. <laughs> the ten and six Cincinnati Bengals at the seven and nine Cleveland Browns. From everything it looks, I know. Uh, uh, I believe I know Burrow is out, and I believe last the last thing that was said is that Jamar Chase is like, or they're going to see what mm. they're going to do with Jamar Chase. I have a feeling. The Bengals have locked up there. I know they have a shot at getting the one seed, but they need like the Chiefs to lose. Uh, Burrow, to is lose. Question Burrow is technically listed as questionable, but Joe Mixon is on the COVID list. Yeah, 
Well, Burrow's out. Burrow said in an interview this week he's not playing. So I know he's out. I heard – I listened to the interview. I, the only one that uh, they asked – I can't remember. Zach Taylor. I don't know why I could not think of his name for a second there. They asked Zach Taylor if Jamar Chase was going to play, and he said he's like, a, we're, we'll see. We'll see where we're at come Sunday. So I have a feeling a lot of those guys are not going to play. They like It's the same thing with the Cowboys we just mentioned a minute ago. They really aren't moving anyway. They're winning the AFC North, which means they're going to get a home game. Uh, the the chances that I believe is like the Chiefs, Bills, and I think even the Patriots all have to lose for the Bengals to get the number one seed. I mean, that would be – I'm going to be honest. I think the Bengals probably have a chance to win this with the backups anyway. So I don't know so that any of those guys play. What they need is Cincinnati needs to win plus a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, a New England loss or tie. Or Cincinnati needs to win a Tennessee loss, a Kansas City loss, and a Buffalo win. So gotcha. basically, okay. we're gonna know. They'll, so my thought is, they know they'll know Saturday night when Kansas City wins that they yeah. that they're not gonna get the one seed. But Kansas, I, I thought a loss and a Buffalo win would ding there to from the the three to the four, maybe. Which it yeah, it, it might, but. They still but get the home, still game. home game. I don't know how much. Yeah, I think I, I don't know how much. It's still going to be a home game. Yeah, but it's a home game potentially against either the Bills or Patriots versus a home game against the Raiders or Chargers. Well, I mean, I'd rather play the Patriots than the Chargers, but I, I don't know. I they I know they're sitting Burrow, so I mean that part of it. I, I wouldn't play any of my Bengals. I, I don't. I mean, I don't even know who their backup is off the top of my head, if I'm being honest. So I, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Kyle Allen or one of the no, Brandon Kyle Allen. Allen's in Washington. It's, it's probably Brandon, Brandon Allen. Yeah. Oh, Brand. Yeah, good old Brandon. So like, I don't know how it's much he's going to be able to to feed. Like, yeah, oh, uh, P. Ron. P. Ron would be the one that I'd play because I don't know how much he's going to be able to feed Higgins if Chase goes out there and play. Like, I just think the Bengals are willing to rest, get make sure everybody's healthy going into next week because it's going to be the first playoff game they've had in a while. I, I don't blame them. So I'm I'm not playing any of them. I mean, Dennis, you mentioned P. Ryan. Is he a guy that you'd feel comfortable throwing in your lineup? Yeah, if, if Mixon's going to be out, I mean, I would expect P. Ryan might be the centerpiece of the offense uh, at that point, especially if – so if Kansas City wins Saturday night, Cincinnati – yeah, they're they're playing for the difference between the three and the four, but I think Zach Taylor is playing for getting the team as healthy as possible for that first playoff game. Yeah, I mean, Pierre wouldn't be a bad choice. I don't know that this game is incredibly appealing from a fantasy perspective in no, general. It's really not. I mean, I think P Ryan could have a good game. I think it's going to depend on obviously what the Browns do here. Uh, we know that Baker's not playing. Uh, it's going to be case Keenum in, you know, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I'd feel comfortable starting Chubb court rumors came out, of course, after the fact that he was dealing with a rib injury in that game. You know, you mentioned Zeke's performance being brutal. So was Chubb's, especially him not being on the injury report at all. So nobody expected anything. I think him dealing with that rib thing, they have nothing to gain by putting him out there this week and playing. So, I, I, I mean, as we just talked about with Samaj P. Ron, I feel the same thing with Dearness. Maybe throw Dearness Johnson up out there, and, and he has I a think good he game. Just but, went on the COVID list. Oh, I think you're right, actually. I do. I, I, I think that you're so. Who knows? 
you're not playing anybody on either one of these teams. I'm picking the Bengals to win. I don't. I really. Don't, I have nothing else to add on this game. Do you guys want to say anything? I guess. Well, you're right. Dearness Johnson went on the COVID list, but it looks like Kareem Hunt could play. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals. As far as what's going to happen with the Browns, I don't know. It's they. They didn't pick up. Baker's fifth year, or they did pick up Baker's fifth year option. He's going to want to go into next year with a, with an extension. I don't know that the Browns are willing to give him an extension. If they do, I think it comes down to that. You know, what's your, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush approach. Uh, You know, they're, they're a running team and, you know, theoretically with the running backs and offensive line they have, but, some weeks it seems awful crazy they don't run uh, near as much as they should. Uh, but now it's it's the Bengals for me. Yeah, I took the Bengals too. I think it's going to be another long offseason in Cleveland. Unfortunately, the 12-3 and Green Bay Packers at the 2-13-1 Detroit Lions. Uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur has come out and said that he wants to see Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams play. That being said... They have the one seed locked up, even with the loss here. They're not losing it. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still dealing with the quote-unquote toe injury. How much do you think we see of these two? And and let's even throw Aaron Jones in there. How much do we see of the top three guys in Green Bay this week? <clears throat> I think they probably play a half. Um, you know, probably play a half, do a good half. If I was Matt LaFleur, I'd be interested in getting another look at Jordan Love since uh, – since it's you Detroit. Know, it's well <laughs> also since it's no lock that he's not what you got next year. So I bet we see a half. I would think Aaron Rodgers said he wanted to play too. So I, I think he'll play at least a half. I well, mean, if I really quick, not only next year, have you heard the new conspiracy theory? About the Super Bowl. Yeah. So let's okay. see if Green, Green Bay typically shits the bed in the NFC Championship game. So let's talk about that in four weeks. If it's season is. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Dennis. Um, but if I remember correctly, uh, Aaron has a touchdown milestone coming up, like three touchdowns or five touchdowns. If it's five, I, I don't think he gets it. But if it's three, I could see him going playing just to get the three touchdowns in the first half him and Adams, and then they sit out the second half. Uh, I don't know. Detroit's scrappy, though. You know, Detroit may put up some points in the first half to make it interesting. Going back to your other one, if Aaron Rodgers actually sat out the Super Bowl, he better actually retire this offseason. I don't think he'd actually do it. I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think what they've said is he's going to boycott media week. Oh, well, that may be what – that may be what he actually that's said. Not what the Boomer story that's running say. is not what's being reported. What's being reported is he's gonna he's going to he's going to boycott the Super Bowl, which I don't believe for a second because I have no doubt in my mind that he wants to win at least one more with with the career that he's already had. So I I don't believe that for a second. Uh, Dennis, your Detroit Lions. Are we looking at another big week for Amon Ross St. Brown? You know. He's uh, put up at least eight receptions and double-digit targets in the last five games with four touchdowns and at least 73 yards per game with, I believe, three games over 
100 yards in the last five games. You know, he he's the guy. He's on fire. They're feeding him the ball. He's getting open. Uh, if I remember, I was just looking at it. Oh, I t- took it off. Uh, in the last four or five, I think in the last four weeks, I'm on Ross St. Brown's like wide receiver three or something. It might be wide receiver two. I mean, he, he's he been, it's at least three. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's been tearing it up and they're giving him the ball, which is great. He's really what that offense is. Uh, see, I show him uh, wide receiver four over the last four weeks. Well, so he was wide receiver three going into Sunday's game. So, unfortunately, he must have yeah. dropped now, a little bit. Over the past six weeks, he's wide receiver three. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's – I mean, what the hell else are you going to do, right? I mean, Swift is back, but they gave him a grand total of six touches. I don't know why you would have even brought him back for that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, I think uh, – Detroit's been playing hard. They're a scrappy team. I think they're going to continue to play hard and want to be scrappy, and they have found great success with him and passing the ball. Green Bay, the secondary isn't the strength of that defense. I mean, it's been better than we thought it might be with Jair Alexander going, but I still think St. Brown's going to have a good game, especially if Green Bay ends up taking a lot of starters out in the second half. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Jared Goff might be coming back as well for this one, I think, helps uh, Amon Ra. Not that he's played bad. He's been amazing with Tim Boyle. But I think getting it, getting Jared Goff back will help him. I, I do think if they play Swift, even with the game he had last week, you probably have to play him because it's just a weird week with injuries and COVID and players sitting because of uh, playoff spots being locked up. But I would not expect much from him. Even with the Packers likely sitting their starters for an entire half, I think think I'm going to take the Packers and end up winning the game. Packers for me as well. Yeah, I'm also taking the pack. The 6-10 and 10 Chicago Bears at the 7-9 and nine Minnesota Vikings. Dennis, what do we expect in Matt Nagy's final game? I would expect an awful lot of Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery. It's going to be the Monty and Mooney show. Andy Dalton is starting. Uh, I'd like to see... I'd like to see just enough Allen Robinson to make to convince me that it's okay to go buy dirt cheap this offseason. Because I, I don't think Robinson just stopped being a good football player. Um, maybe he was unhappy because he got franchise tagged and he, he had to stay and he knew it was going to be a shit show season. Maybe that bummed him out and so he wasn't super motivated. But but you know, he's played with crappy quarterbacks before. And, and and I just don't believe, you know, it's wide receivers don't fall off a cliff the way running backs do. So I just struggle with the belief that Robinson just all of a sudden got bad. Yeah, and arguably these, even, you know, if you're extending it to Dalton, would be the best quarterbacks he's played with. Um, I would think he would be motivated to kind of want to go out there and show a little something too, since he's going into another free agent period. Um, but, I, you know, the Bears offense has looked good at times. Dalton has looked capable at times. Uh, so Minnesota does not have an incredible defense. I think there's a chance for a good performance here. You know, that Dalton-Darnold battle in Carolina next year is going to be something. Yeah, I um, – I do you hate the all... people of North Carolina? I was all in – 
for Justin Fields this week having a big game because of how bad Minnesota was or looks, and uh, we're not going to get that, obviously. Uh, but I think Dalton's going to have a good game. Uh, Mooney should have a good game as well. You know, we expect it to be a good game for Matt Nagy because it's his final game, but if uh, his career has shown us anything, it's probably going to be a, like, 10-point uh, ten point uh, offensive scoring game here for Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. On the Minnesota Vikings side, is this the final game for Mike Zimmer, Matt? You know, I really think it might be. Um, honestly, if you watched that game last week, it sure as heck felt like his team may have quit on him uh, or his coordinators may have quit on him because they, they really got trucked in a game that they were supposedly trying to win. Uh, he's taken a lot of flack for that Sean Mannion decision. Um, and, you know, this is the second losing season in a row. They just have not achieved anything with the money they've invested in him and Kirk Cousins as a tandem. And I think that they're going to be looking hard at making some changes. I mean, it, it's they're sort of in the situation where, so they've had a couple down years. He's been probably an above average coach prior to that. Not much above average, but he made some playoffs, had winning record. Um, and it's like, do you want to take the risk of him coming back next year and going 10 and seven, whether you make the playoffs or not? And now you had two losing years and now you're going to fire him after a winning season. So I, I don't think they want to put themselves in that situation. They know they're going to probably be moving on from Kirk in the next year or two. They might as well. I, I mean, it sure feels like it's the end of the road for Zimmer. Well, and those two don't get along at all. So if yeah. they do think that they want to keep or need to keep Kirk Cousins for one more year, they may benefit from moving on from uh, new age Jeff Fisher. I mean, I'll be honest. Kellen Mond, when he got in the game, really didn't give me any, any indication that they shouldn't have went with Mannion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been saying that since the beginning of the season. I just, it's not that I think Zimmer's a bad coach because he was very good for Minnesota for at the beginning of of his contract there. I just think it's one of those things. He's just had his run. Like I, I, I just don't think he's he needs to be there anymore. I think they just need a new voice. You know, Matt. I don't know that he's as bad as Jeff Fisher was, but I think you can use that as an example. Like, it was time to get rid of Jeff Fisher with the Rams, and then look what Sean McVay did in one year. Like, you can't just keep throwing Zimmer out there because you're like, well, you know, we're not sure we really want to get away from just because he had a winning season this year. Like, that doesn't matter. If, if, if the team's not playing for him and you don't think that he's just the guy for you anymore, you've got to make that move because you want your, your franchise to be a 500 to below 500 team again for the next couple years. Like, I think they should make a move. Um, I hate saying that because I don't really ever want to call for someone getting fired, but I just think it's time he he moves on and they figure out what they're going to do for Minnesota in the future. Um, I don't like can I think they tie? So I'm going to say that's a tie. Picking the Bears, fourteen fourteen tie. Uh, who did I pick? Uh, I went with Vikings, which would be the win Zimmer needs to right. uh, not get fired. That's exactly what I'm saying, tie. Because I can't see Matt Nagy winning, and I don't think Zimmer doesn't deserve it. It's a tie. No, I think the negotiation is going to be Zimmer's going to be like, "Hey, I won that game," and and, and the Wilfs and Rick Spielman are going to be like, "Yeah, man, but it was the Bears, okay?" They, they, really, they go out, hang fifty us, points, and win the over the Bears. You want us to give you credit? You want us to give you extra credit for that? 
Football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any point gets scored. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NFL got rid of ties. Not really. You can still have ties. Uh, so you know somebody is going to win. Well, I butchered that, didn't I? If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, no worries. Uh, everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Hockey Con Daily Football Contest. Uh, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and throw $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 6-10 Washington football team is going up against the 4-12 New York Giants. Matt, any Washington player you want to play this week, or you want to see this week? I'm sorry. I guess I'm kind of curious to see what, uh, you know, what we can see from the quarterback situation. Uh, it would be nice to see Terry McLaren uh, be able to end the season on a high note, but really Washington – needs to get healthy this offseason. They need to figure out what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's going to be um, a game where you can really, you know, they're, they're down seals. Uh, a Antonio Gibson isn't listed on the injury report, so he should be back. Um, Curtis Samuel was, was sidelined in practice again today. I don't know if they're going to – I mean, they may just cut him. I don't, I don't even know. It's been, uh, uh, it's been a rough go of things for Samuel. I know – they they just they've got a great opportunity for the offense to at least show some life. So hopefully they'll show some life. Yeah, I mean this is the game for it. I think they have a obviously a very realistic shot of winning this game. I, I don't know that they 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 will let Samuel go. Maybe they will. I, Washington, I think, is going to have to take some serious. I think they want to actually see him play before they. Make that might be true too. Yeah, I mean, he's just been he's been banged up. But I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, they, this is not at all the team they thought they were going to get when you when you start off the year with an injured Ryan Fitzpatrick. What was it like the second series in the game? Like first game of the season, they lost him, lost Logan Thomas early on in the season. Then he comes back and gets injured again. He may not even be back by the start of next season. You lose Chase Young. Like it was just a weird season for Washington. I think for them, they just want to go out on a high note. I think McLaurin's probably the only, well, Gibson's playing, right? I didn't miss that. Uh, he, he's playing. He's not on the injury he's report. The injury report, so. I'd feel comfortable playing both of them then. I mean, obviously, McLaurin, you've got to limit the upside. He's shown that the past five, six weeks. Just Heineke's not been able to get him the ball, but I would feel comfortable uh, playing both of them. Dennis, anything you want to see from the New York football Giants? Man, can we just get it over with? I mean, they're rolling out Mike Glennon. Uh, Kenny Galladay's been their only healthy receiver the last couple weeks. I mean, if I guess the the... The, on the bright side, 
if you've been playing Devontae Booker, you've been happy. Uh, I don't know. It's this team just needs to get through the uh, get through the season and get on to the off season. You know, they gave Joe Judge a vote of confidence and said he was coming back. And since that point in time, the Giants have looked like uh, a much worse team. And he has given some horrific press conferences. Honestly, it's hard enough to know what a vote of confidence means. (laughs) But honestly, if I'm a Giants fan, I would like to see some sign, any sign in any facet of the way that they play on Sunday. Um, You know who else used to give votes of confidence? They have any hope for 2020. He gave votes of confidence. Yeah. I I mean, they've been been brutal to watch. And they, for five years, they haven't been, had a winning record at any point in time in the season. That's obviously not going to change. But to me, they took a giant step back this year from where they were nominally competitive, trying to get into a playoff spot last year. Yeah. I mean, likely sweeping changes coming for the Giants. So that's uh, that's about all that we have to look forward to for this team in the offseason. I'm taking Washington to get the win. Washington for me. Washington for me. A game with actual playoff hopes on the line. The 9-7 Indianapolis Colts need to beat the 2-14 and Jacksonville Jaguars to get into the playoffs. Matt, what do we need to see from Carson Wentz? I think we need a good performance. Um, you know, we've we've talked about before. They've talked about that at some point they needed to see Carson Wentz win a game for them or help them win a game um, before going into the playoffs. Last week was a really important game that he missed a couple of throws. You know, maybe missing practice, being on the COVID list, being COVID positive. We've seen that hamper guys. I think for the sake of the Colts, for the sake of Carson Wentz, for the sake of going into the playoffs, he needs to come out and have a really good game against Jacksonville. The thing is, is how are you going to quantify a good game? He's probably looking at 22 pass attempts maybe. So if he's going to have to go 15 for 22 or something and and hope it's going to be Jonathan Taylor uh, early and often, uh, now the Colts have their fate in their hands. They just got to win. Uh, but if they don't, then they're going to be looking for a Chargers loss and a Pittsburgh loss uh, and a Miami win. So, you know, there's another scenario that's a little more convoluted than that. We, we've seen quarterbacks, though, come out against Jacksonville. We even saw Mac Jones after a couple of weeks of struggle for New England. They came out and they let Mac Jones throw a couple of touchdowns, get into rhythm with some receivers. I think for Indianapolis' sake, they they actually need to focus on that. Jonathan Taylor's been there all season. When you give him the ball, he's managed to do it even against tough fronts. We have not seen consistency from Carson Wentz, and they're going to be playing much harder competition starting the week after. I, I would go out there, and I would put the ball in his hands, and I would say, hey, show us why we went and made the move for you. I mean, Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, like I feel like, you know, Mac Daddy there has just been a little bit better. But yeah, I agree with you. I think I think they do. I would not be surprised if they lean on Jonathan Taylor early. I, if I'm remembering this game correctly last time, didn't he have like a bunch of like big runs to start off the this matchup? Was this the Thursday night one where he put up 50 points? They also threw the ball to him. He had a huge yeah. reception, huge, I believe. Yeah. It was like a yeah. 70 plus yard. Yeah. Uh, and hey, you know what? That that's a decent play for Carson. Once you throw yeah. it to the guy that's open and, and make a play, it doesn't matter how you do it. I just think 
from a personal standpoint, it's not a great team you're playing against. You need your quarterback to roll in with some yeah. confidence. I would think he does not have it after last week where he missed some throws and they lost a game that put them in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. Yeah, I think that uh, they do find a way to mix in Wentz, but they likely lean on Taylor early because while I agree with what you're saying, Matt, and they want to have Wentz kind of coming in on a high note, especially going into the playoffs, they have they do need to get that win. You can't rely on other people to help you like back your way into the playoffs. And again, I know it's crazy to say this, but we've seen crazier things happen that if, if they don't take this game seriously, Jacksonville, the, the one point in time this year that they decide to actually play a good football game could be this week. And, a chance and all of a sudden, time. the Ravens are in the playoffs. Ah, dear God. Dennis, can the Jaguars play the role of spoiler this week? You know, they can. I mean, you know, my dad always used to say a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Um, I think that really what the Jaguars are looking at is Trevor Lawrence is looking at the, the game plan and he just needs to go out and execute whatever the game plan is to build confidence. I, I know they want to win, but the team is largely undermanned with a lame duck interim coaching staff. You know, I, I don't expect Daryl Bevel is going to be back there next year. I don't expect the, the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, they're they're going to go. Whoever it is is going to bring in their own. Uh, whoever the new head coaches will bring in their own. So they just have to go out there and execute. I just don't think they have the firepower to do it. M- maybe Indy comes out and does throw the ball around to start off to, to build some confidence in Wentz. I, I don't know. I think if I'm playing DFS, I might be trying to squeeze, use Naheem Hines as a guy to buy down uh, at the running back or flex position because he could ha- he could get 20 carries or 20 touches in the second half. I think it's sweet that you think Jacksonville has a game plan. <laughs> I you know I if they still had James Robinson, maybe I think they have a chance. But he was the only consistent part of their offense. Trevor Lawrence looks lost. Yeah, I'm going to say no, but that probably is going to end up coming back to bite me. I'm taking the Colts to win. Colts for me as well. The 8-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers at the 8-8 Baltimore Ravens. Dennis, does Ben get a win in his final game? And do you think he actually retires? Uh, I think he does. I think right now... The team is playing out of its mind for Ben. Um, TJ Watt is that, you know, kind of old school. Cam Hayward is that old school kind of guy. So they want to rally that defense. Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden. They want to rally those guys to keep the offense in good standing, to keep them give them a short field, flip the field for them, give them opportunities. Uh, You know, then you got Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson and, you know, Ben's been this, for lack of a better term, I guess, father figure to him since they came into the NFL in the last few years. You know, Ben's just this grizzled old veteran right now who can't throw the ball for shit. Uh, But he's been there for a long time. He's won Super Bowls and, you know, the, the team, I think, kind of reveres him a bit. And so they're going to go out and play lights out and try to do whatever they can. Uh, 
and they don't have to play Lamar Jackson. They might have to play somebody better than Lamar Jackson, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to play hard because it's a rivalry game, uh, and they still have plenty on the line to play. But I do think this is the end for Ben. I can't see another team, you know, wanting to make a run at home or seeing him as the missing piece to make a championship run. I just, I think he's gotten older. His skills have deteriorated and it's time. Yeah, I, I think he's done. I mean, if you just look at the last couple of games they've played, he just, he doesn't look like he has it anymore. He, he is not the same big Ben we have seen for 17 years of his career, which is insane to say that he was that good for 17 years. It, it just looks like that same drop off. We saw out of Peyton Manning that last year in Denver, he just doesn't look like the same quarterback. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't end up retiring. And I'm going to be honest. I, I, not just because of what he's done to Cleveland and tortured me pretty much my entire life, but I also think it would be very cool for him to do it as a Steeler because it seems very rare nowadays that we get these players stay with one team their entire career. You could see how much it meant to him that Monday night game. Like even after they lost, I stayed and watched a lot of that, seeing what how much that playoff because like. I didn't know how much that playoff loss meant to him last year when the Browns beat him. I thought he was crying just because he was like, holy shit, I actually lost to the Browns for once in my career. So to, to, to hear all that stuff that they talked about and how much that meant to him, I do hope that he does. Because, again, that, the one thing I will consistently say about the Steelers, as much as I hate them, they are one. Uh, they are a very well-run franchise, and I do think it would be very cool for them to have a quarterback that has meant so much to them retire with them only being on that team. On Baltimore's side here, Matt, can the Ravens stop their five-game losing streak? I think they can. I thought their defense played pretty well last week against a difficult Rams team. Um, you know, their their play against the run uh, needs to be pretty solid. But we saw that opportunistic secondary be able to take a ball back to the house against Matthew Stafford. Um, I think they could do something similar to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you know, initially I had picked the Ravens to win this game, but the more I talked through the, you know, the team's reverence for Ben, you know, despite Ben treating Cleveland most of his career, you know, like a college girl in a bar, the team holds him in high esteem and they're going to play hard for him. And, and I like what, Hunt, what Huntley's done. You know, he's going to be a free agent this offseason, but he's an exclusive rights free agent. So he's not likely to go anywhere. He's going to be back in Baltimore, backing up Lamar. Uh, but I just think that, that the Steelers are going to be high on that Big Ben last game juice, and you know they're going to be too much for the Ravens to handle. Uh, I disagree. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm uh, taking the Ravens, too. I, I'm taking I mean, the Steelers. They're, they're going to be all – I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I just – the weakness of that defense is the secondary, and I don't think Ben, ben can challenge it. So I, I'm taking the Ravens to get the win. The 11-5 Tennessee Titans at the 4-12 and Houston Texans. Matt, how do we feel about the Titans heading into the playoffs? A win here. They lock up the one seed, uh, a loss, and a couple other things going different ways, and they will lose it. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, we saw Deonta Foreman in that running game really take over last week. I think they will have a chance to have another good week. Houston gives up huge chunks of yardage on the ground. Um, also, probably want to get A.J. Brown going again a little bit, and then they will have a week off and might actually come out of it with Derrick Henry. So I think they're sitting in a pretty great position. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the Titans right now. Dante Foreman has has come up big. He's playing really, really well. He's meshed well with Hilliard and uh, McNichols uh, as complimentary backs. And A.J. Brown is back. You know, if you've got Brown, Nick Westbrook, Akini plays well. They've got some legitimate pieces. Um, and there's not many other teams that if I have to, if I know, I've, if I'm in a win and I'm in situation, I don't know how many more teams I'd like to play besides the Texans, the Jaguars, the Lions, maybe the Jets. You know, there's not a lot of better choices than the Texans. On the Texans side here, Dennis, what do we want to see from them in their final game of the season? Now, I think they just need to keep fighting. They've, they, they being the players in that coaching staff, I think this year have built a reputation uh, and a foundation to move forward with. They've played hard. They've just been undermanned. Um, and I think they knew that going in and, and they went in and, you know, they won four. I think by and large, we had them in the zero one to two win range and they've won four games. Uh, and it's just, it, it's been pretty interesting to watch and, you know, Deshaun Watson has been there all along the way working out. It's just, that's been just had to have been the weirdest situation to know that you've got this superstar quarterback and because he's an idiot, they're just, they're paying him and not playing him. Uh, I'd like to see him keep getting their young guys involved. Uh, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, uh, you know, Davis Mills, obviously. I think Mills is like QB 12 over the last four games, you know. Let them let him play. Got Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and they just extended Rex Burkhead. Um, you know, we had seen he was doing some good things uh, for them. So obviously they like what they've seen. They, you know, if nothing else, I feel like they've come out of this season with a little bit of a core group of players that they can build around that are doing some things on offense that are at least fun to watch. That has to be uh, a little bit exciting for fans. So hopefully we get to see those, you know, you met, you mentioned them, Cooks, Collins, Jordan in the passing game, Burkhead behind him, and, and Davis Mills, who's been kind of quietly one of the, the more exciting, I guess, success stories. I mean, who'd have I, thought Burkhead over Lindsay? This is crazy. Please don't. Well, I mean, Lindsay's been screwed his entire career, if we're being honest. Uh, I, uh, I'd i love to see the Texans go out with a win here. I really would. Uh, I mean, they have some exciting pieces. I, You know what's really intriguing to me, and it's definitely something we'll be able to dive into in the offseason. Everybody left Brevin Jordan for dead after he wasn't drafted in, like, the first three rounds in the NFL draft. He's looked pretty damn good the past couple of weeks. If you held on to him... I drafted him in a couple places. He might be exactly the tight end we all thought he was going to be coming out of college. I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does moving forward. Uh, but I, I like this Texans team, and I'm taking them for the upset because I just don't like Tennessee. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Give me the Texans. Me. I'm, I'm taking the Titans. 
The eight eight New Orleans can you, Saints. Can you imagine if the Chiefs back into a one seed that way? My God. I mean, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl anyway. So you know what? Actually, if they do, I don't. If it ends up being Kansas City, Green Bay, which I believe was no, who did I pick to win the get to the Super Bowl last year? Was it Green Bay? I can't remember what NFC. Yeah, was I think it was. was. I think yeah, yeah, it was a Kansas City Green Bay Super Bowl. If they make it in this year, I feel like I was you know just a year ahead of my time. So we'll, we'll see. I have Green Bay getting in again this year. I think it's going to happen. But the eight eight New Orleans Saints at the seven and nine Atlanta Falcons. Matt, what do you expect from your boy Taysom Hill in the passing game? I think they're going to do just enough to win. I expect uh, New Orleans is going to come out and win here. Their defense has been going good. He's been getting it done using Kamara in the passing game, uh, which was something we didn't always see uh, last year. I think he's getting a little better, getting a little more comfortable. It's not going to be spectacular, but it's going to be enough to win. Yeah, you know, Taysom Hill is what Taysom Hill is. He's a, you know, 60-ish percent completion guy with, uh, some running upside, you know, I, I'd like to see Kamara be returned back to his old 800 yard rushing 80 reception role. Um, but right now they, that's just not where they're at as a team. Yeah, I think, I mean, they need Taysom Hill to be good in this game. If they win, they're in, right? They get the they get the final spot in the playoffs? No, so this is what's going to be interesting. If they win and the 49ers lose, they go over the 49ers to be in. Interesting. Okay. Uh, who, oh, we'll get to that 49ers game in a minute because they've got a good one against the Rams. So, well, I mean, regardless, they know they have to win this game. They can't lose and still make it in. So I, I think Taysom Hill and those guys are going to come out on fire. I mean, what what a way it would be to turn around this season and end up making the playoffs if they do end up getting the win and the 49ers lose. Dennis, can the Falcons play the role of spoiler in this game? Um. Yeah, I think they can. It's uh, you know, it's a division game, so they'll be playing hard against each other. Uh, we've seen Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage step up. Mike Davis is coming on out of nowhere, um, and and they still have Cordero Patterson. The, New Orleans defense is pretty strong though, and and I, I'm just not sure. It'll be interesting though to see if maybe they put. Uh, Lattimore on Pitts, given the way that Lattimore has shut down uh, Mike Evans. I, I think that could be a really good matchup. Um, but, you know, it they're going to have to have a lot of things go their way because, by and large, uh, you know, the Falcons' defense is pretty lousy. Uh, that's just it. The Falcons have looked good at times. I think they've had a better season than we thought they were going to have. They've developed some interesting pieces. But – New Orleans defense has been very stout. It was only a couple weeks ago that they took apart Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay offense. I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to get enough points to win here. Yeah, I mean, we talked obviously a little bit earlier about Jacksonville possibly being a spoiler. I think the Falcons have a better shot at doing that. Um, and even though I picked the Jaguars to do that, I'm not picking the Falcons. I like the Saints. The Saints win this game. Yeah, I have the Saints too. Saints for me. The 
Nine and seven, San Francisco 49ers at the 12 and four Los Angeles Rams. Matt, we just talked about it. They have to get a win here against the Rams. Rams, I would think, want to stay. They're still the two seat, correct? Or they yeah, they need, yeah, so they need they to need win, to win to be assured to win the NFC West, and then they would be the two seed. So they need to win here, too. So this is a realistic win and you're in scenario for the 49ers. And the big question for them right now is, is it Jimmy G or Trey Lance this week? Yeah, and Jimmy, you know, he's been practicing. They have him as questionable. I feel like they think they have a better chance of winning this game with him, which makes sense because there's a remarkable difference between the Rams' defense and the Texans' defense, for which Trey Lance looked decent last week. Um, I think they are going to try to start Jimmy G. I think, though, if you were trying to play DFS or something, I wouldn't trust either quarterback because I would wager we see them both. Yeah, I I honestly think that it's uh, he's probably not going to make it back this week. I think they're going to push it as long as they can, but I feel like Jimmy is going to, you know, you know, he can't grip the ball. It's, you know, that's a, that's a big issue. Uh, I, I think we're going to see Lance the whole game. Uh, I think if, if the uh, 49ers are going to pull it out with Lance, then they're going to have to get one of those crazy far out rushing games from their running backs. You know, we've seen Tevin Coleman go for 200 yards and we're, we're going to need to see a big game like that out of the, the running backs. Yeah, uh, I agree. I I do think Lance is going to end up being the guy here. Again, it's a win-in-your-in scenario for them. If Jimmy G is having any kind of issues whatsoever, I don't think you can can risk it. Lance looked decent in that game. They seem to trust him more throwing the ball as well. He was actually passing the ball a lot more in this game. I think it was, was it week four or five that he got that start earlier in the year. They seem to be running him a whole lot more. They were running him a whole lot more back then. So I, I do think that they trust him a little bit more. Um, and he's just, he's got the upside. I think that's the, this is the kind of quarterback you need to beat a team like the Rams because the Rams are a very good football team. Matt, what do we want to see from Matt Stafford heading into the playoffs? Had a couple down weeks here in a row. Does he need to have a good game to kind of bounce back head into the playoffs? Um, I think you want to see some consistency and being able to avoid the costly mistakes. That's really, you know, they've won in spite of some of Stafford's play. You know, he really did lead them down to get that touchdown they needed to win last week, but he kind of put them in a hole early with a couple of those interceptions. I think even he would like to see the turnovers clean up before you hit the postseason. Yeah, you know, Stafford needs to, I think, just get out of this game healthy. And, you know, I was just looking to see if Whitworth is back. I can't remember if he was injured or if he, if he went on, I'll see. They I think he, him. he played he last on, week, I thought. Yeah, he was on the COVID list. So, yeah, you know, I, they need to have a balanced game. OBJ is coming on good for them. It hasn't impacted Van Jefferson too much. Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup and, as much as Cup came out this week saying he just didn't think it'd be right if he broke Calvin Johnson's record with an extra game, it's not like he's going to stop catching passes if they throw them at him. And Cooper Cup has been phenomenal this year. Uh, Sony Michelle's been good. It's a, you know, I hope they're smart enough to not activate Cam Akers to the active roster. But yeah. I think they just want to get through 
healthy and win the game. Yeah, I don't think that they will. And I'm, I'm with you. I will say that I like the way Cooper Cup handled that. Um, you know, uh, they're never obviously going to create a separate record book for players who now get to play an extra game uh, in the regular season. I mean, they didn't do also, it when we went from 14 games to 16 right. games. Why are they going to yeah. do it now? One thing I will say is, I don't know why, maybe it's maybe it's the nostalgia in me. I'd really love for him not to break the record. I, I just There's something about Calvin Johnson that just speaks like peak one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. And not that Cooper Cup's not good, because he is, but I don't know that he's on Calvin Johnson's level. I'd, I'd love to see him keep that record. Uh, with that being said, you know what? I picked the 49ers to make the playoffs. I'll take the 49ers to win this game in an upset. Last second field goal. Rams for me. Rams for me as well. The 10 and 6 New England Patriots at the 8 and 8 Miami Dolphins. Dennis, what do we expect from the Patriots in this rematch? Harris is currently questionable. Well, I, th- I think they'll run the ball as much as they can. That's that's what they like to do. Uh, you know, we've seen the tight ends be dangerous at times. We've seen uh, Kendrick Bourne and or uh, let's see, Aguilar is going to be out. Who's Jacoby Myers? Uh, we've seen them be very productive. I, it's going to be an interesting game again. It's Belichick against a former coach, you know, and by all means, the uh, Dolphins didn't have the year I think they expected or that I expected. Um, and, and the Dolphins are kind of a mess right now. And, and I just think that the Patriots are going to uh, – bully him a bit control the ball and bully him yeah the patriots still have plenty to play for because they still have a chance that they could win their division which would be uh you know a big a big move and it's not as likely since the bills are playing the jets but you know you got a chance i think they're going to play hard they lost to miami in game one uh in a game they probably should have won i think they'd like to turn the tables I don't really have any thoughts. I was trying to think of something. I have nothing. Dennis, what do we expect from Tua in the finale? You know, man, Tua has been an enigma this year. He like the last game, he made some awful throws. I don't know if it was the wet ball just got to him a little bit. Uh, some of the throws w- were just terrible. But man, there are other times where he is so spot on and he's clicking with Waddle. He's had some great games with Parker, some great games with Gasicki. I think the biggest difficulty is that they don't have a running game to speak of. And so Belichick is going to take away the passing game. I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle for him. Tua's future is hardly secure as we've seen. And as you mentioned in a game that was pretty crucial last week, he looked off um, and that raised some more questions. I think he was going to want to come out and play well. And I think Miami wants to come out and play well and get a win here. Uh, so I expect a decent game. Yeah, again, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, it was either on Monday's show or last week's episode that I, I don't know that all this is on Tua, but yeah, he he's not not been great. It would be a good thing, I think, for them and the Dolphins if they were to at least end the season on a high note by winning instead of losing two straight and going under 500. I mean, they 
obviously are probably not thrilled with the fact that they could have been playing for a shot to be in the playoffs this week had they not lost uh, to Tennessee last week. But uh, maybe take some kind of you know solace out of this game with, with getting a win against the Patriots, but I don't see that happening. I'm taking the Patriots. Patriots for me. Yep, I'm taking the Patriots. The 3-13 New York Jets at the 10-6 Buffalo Bills. Dennis, is Braxton Berrios earning a regular role in 2022? I, I think he did. I think he earned the Jamison Crowder role in that offense. I think it's going to be his to lose. They just put him on IR, so he's done for the year. Um, but when he's played, he's produced. And whether it was veteran deference or, or whatever it was, uh, you know, I think Jamison Crowder's time has passed. I, I think you, you've you got Elijah Moore on the outside. you got Michael Carter in the backfield. Uh, and you've got Berrios in the slot. You have to figure out that other outside receiver, figure out what's going to go on with tight end. Corey Davis. Linemen. Like, like I said, you got to figure it out. I think I think they're pretty locked into Davis with that contract they did. But <clears throat> this is the second season in a row. Braxton Berrios has quietly hung on and ended the season strong and really shined when they've given him a chance. And I think I agree with Dennis. I think he ends up being their kind of wide receiver three in 2022. Yeah. I mean, especially if they really um, want to move Elijah Moore to the outside and let Braxton Berrios play in the slot. I, I don't see why not. Maybe they draft somebody, but it's going to be an interesting team. I mean, Zach Wilson has definitely looked better the past couple, couple weeks as well. Maybe you get Corey Davis, playing well as well next year. I mean, the Jets have some interesting pieces moving into 2022. Matt, will it be another strong game for Devin Singletary? Yeah, I think they found something that works uh, using him and mixing him in there. The Bills, again, are another team that they do need to win this game to lock up the AFCs, to lock up a seed, and I think they're going to lean into that. Yeah, I, I like what they've done with Singletary. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that's, not an exceptional uh, talent, but he's above average. And he doesn't have the size maybe to go 20 touches a game or 20 carries a game. But give him the opportunity and he produces. And I think they've got to uh, maybe start to move a little bit away from Josh Allen goal line offense. And Singletary has shown that he can gain a yard when they need it or two yards. He's got got good enough speed. He sees the hole. He's a quality running back. Uh, I, I think he's leading the way going into 2022 and into the postseason. Bills. I was thinking maybe the Jets could get it. Maybe oh, Jets yeah. could get an upset, but nah, I'm going to take the Bills. Not without superstar Braxton Berrios. The 6 and 10 Seattle Seahawks at the 11 and 5 Arizona Cardinals. Matt, can Seattle's pass offense stay hot? I think they can. You know, it looked like last week they wanted to have their final home game be a strong one. I think they want to end the season on a strong note. You know, whether he, he we don't think he's going to stay in Seattle, but whether he stays in Seattle or is auditioning for another team, I think Russell Wilson wants to end the season well. Yeah, Will, Wilson well, Humble is a prideful guy. He takes a lot of pride in being a winner. And they haven't won this year. And I, I think that, you know, it's it's kind of run its course with him and Pete Carroll. And, and while he wants to go out on a high note, 
he's going up against a pretty good team. It's definitely going to be a challenge. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I mean, I, I said it early in the year. I don't know that they move on from Russ. I think it's probably Carroll that's going to be gone. But if there is a shot that Russell Wilson is moving on, I do think he wants to not only go out and have a good game, but possibly even beat Arizona and, and knock them down and make sure that they don't have a shot to win the NFC West. Dennis, what do we expect from the Cardinals with the possibility of no Edmonds or Connor in this game? Well, Edmonds was ruled out today. Um, Connor is still questionable. Um, you know, I think we've seen with Connor that if he can play, he's going to. So I expect Connor to play. And and honestly, I, I expect him to, uh, you know, carry the load in that backfield. Even, even uh, dinged up, I think he'll be able to gut it out. Uh, but the passing game is really clicking for them, even with D-Hop out. Christian Kirk has stepped up. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has slid right into that tight end spot there, and the Cardinals have all of a sudden went from a a team that is not only terrible against tight ends on defense and they don't use it on offense to taking a 77-year-old tight end and making him fantasy viable, almost fantasy elite. Yeah, the hope has to be that Connor is able to go, um, you know, to get him out there, but I think it could also be a chance for, you know, Benjamin – to get in there and show a little bit of what he can do. The Cardinals kind of got things turned around and looked really good uh, last week against the Cowboys, getting that win, getting their momentum and their mojo back. I think they're looking to try to keep some of that going as they roll into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that they definitely want to get a win here. I don't know that they have to rely on the running game that much. Uh, The Seahawks are not a great defense. Uh, Maybe it's you know, a chance for Kyler to go out there and kind of dominate passing the ball like he was earlier this year. You know, Dennis, you mentioned Zach Ertz kind of coming over there and, and almost in a way revitalizing the the back half of his career. I think it would be a really good thing for the Cardinals that they're able to go out there and kind of pass and, and put up some points with, uh, you know, Green, Kirk, and Ertz, and Kyler Murray having a good game again leading into the playoffs. And I do think that they do that. I think the Cardinals get the win. Yeah. I'm the Cardinals too. Cardinals for me. The 5-11 Carolina Panthers at the 12-4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt, what do the Panthers need in 2022? Well, I think they need Christian McCaffrey to be a lot more available and present on offense than they've seen. But they're going to have to figure out the the quarterback offense situation. We already saw them part ways with Joe Brady. Something wasn't working there. Matt, you know, Sam Darnold hasn't looked incredible in the games that he's played since Brady was gone either. I think we're going to be looking at some kind of competition, but quarterbacks still an open question. They need Christian McCaffrey. I don't think this team has been the same the two years without him. You know, needing Christian McCaffrey is an understatement. I bet all other 31 teams need Christian McCaffrey too. Um, but I just, I'm, I have concerns about McCaffrey – now that he's spent the last two years injured, it's it's going to be tough to rely on him long term, at least at the volume he was getting. You know, I get it; he's a strong dude, but I don't know. They need they need Sam Darnold to take a huge giant leap. They they've locked in him at quarterback. They're probably going to bring in somebody. You know, they're going to be bringing in. Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or Mitch Trubisky or somebody like that to compete with Darnold. And 
it'll be an interesting situation to see because, you know, DJ Moore, everybody's like, oh, he's been horrible. He's got like, he's getting ready to go over 1,100 yards again for the third straight year. Uh, Robbie Anderson didn't have near as good a year as he did last year. Um, Chuba Hubbard kind of, I, I think after coming out hot, showed that he was really not all that. Um, you know, Amir Abdullah is experiencing a rebirth. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Abdullah kind of usurp that RB2 role with McCaffrey next year. Um, but a lot of it's going to come down to can Darnold take a step and hold on to the job and stay healthy? Yeah, the Panthers for me are going to be a very interesting team to look at this offseason. You know, Dennis, you just mentioned how good of a year DJ Moore has had. I kind of feel like maybe we should, as good as the years he had, though, I think we maybe should be lowering expectations a little bit on him, much like Terry McLaurin. I think we've kind of, we've elevated those two to being these like wide receiver ones. Maybe that's just not what they are. And that's why people are disappointed is because they're not putting up those elite numbers when maybe some of it's quarterback, maybe we just elevated them too quickly. I don't know. That's something I definitely want to look at when we get in the off season. McCaffrey is going to be the interesting one though. I don't know that I want to have any more shares of McCaffrey. And it's, I feel crazy saying that because he's just so good when he's healthy and on the field, but it's just been nonstop injury after nonstop injury. I wonder if maybe they cut back his usage some next season, and maybe we just don't see the same CMC we've seen the past couple of years. Matt, which receivers will step up for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Godwin and without AB? You know, I would expect he's going to lean more on Gronkowski because of the relationship there and because he's a veteran presence, but among wide receivers, we had thought maybe it was a chance for Tyler Johnson. We've seen Scotty Miller in the past. Cyril Grayson looks like the guy that has kind of stepped up and seized on that opportunity. I like what he's done in limited showing. He seems to have some rapport with Brady. He's a guy I'm watching this week. Yeah, Grayson is a former track guy, so he's got that deep speed. I think that uh, Antonio Brown or uh, Scotty Miller brought to the table, and it was sort of a just a next man up mentality going on there as, as players went down. And so they didn't have Godwin. I think what happened was it was Miller and Johnson shot and the two of them kind of didn't step up like they needed to. And so that opened the door for Grayson. Uh, they do have Rashad Perriman too, again. And as a veteran presence, I saw that, man. <laughs> as a veteran presence with with that deep speed, he provides an element that, you know, maybe Grayson is the other guy that, that has that element. Um, you know, they can double and triple up on tight ends with, with Howard, Brait, and uh, Gronkowski. So there's no shortage of short to intermediate range targets. And as long as the coaching staff, I think, can bear – not having those great big giant plays, you know, they could just grind the clock with, you know, seven to 10 yard passes all day long. Brady's done that in his past. He doesn't care. He's not, he's not overly, he doesn't need to have the splash play. He wants to win. He wants to break your spirit. And if that means 10 yard passes, eight yard passes, time after time, after time, he has no qualms about going that route. 
Yeah, I I would expect it to be Gronk as well. And I'm, I'm going to be very intrigued to see what happens in this game because, and I'm one of them, I will fully admit this. I, I feel like a lot of people are now starting to doubt Tampa Bay because of everything they've lost on the offensive side of the ball. And I feel like that just fuels Brady's rage even more. And he's going to end up going out there and just running right back into the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, they, they've got some challenges ahead in losing A.B. and Godwin because that, that, that offense was – you know, at times almost unstoppable having those two players and Evan still dealing with an injury, not quite looking like himself either. It's going to be a very intriguing offense for them heading into the playoffs. All that being said, I don't think the Panthers have enough to keep up with them on taking the Bucks. Bucks for me. And for me. All right. The Sunday night football game, in my opinion, the best game on the schedule and obviously a ton of, that matters and a ton on the line here for the playoffs. The nine and seven Los Angeles Chargers at the nine and seven Las Vegas Raiders win, and you are in. Matt, how do we feel about the Chargers passing game this week? You know, Mike Williams has uh, been a little bit better the last couple of weeks. They've got Keenan Allen going. Uh, hopefully, you know, see a little pickup from Austin Eckler. I think they need all those kind of pieces going. When they played the Raiders earlier in the season, it was kind of a 28-14 game that wasn't even as close as the score made it sound. So I expect they're going to want to go out and put together a good game. They were really strong last week in Denver in a, against Denver in a must-win game. I think we'll see that again. Yeah, I think the, you know, the Chargers have to not turn the ball over. And if Herbert doesn't kind of take those too big of chances. They've got all the parts. They've they've got uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, uh, Austin Eckler, and Justin Jackson. So they have all of the parts on offense. They just have to stop the Raiders and not take chances that lead to mistakes. Yeah, I mean, Herbert, I think, is going to have to go out there and have a good game because I think the Raiders are actually going to bring it in this one. I mean, they're at home. It's a big game. The one thing I think working in the Chargers' favor, they have played much better on the road than they have at home. Um, And I do think they have the better team. But we've seen Herbert kind of have these bad games and and decent matchups. So I do think I'm I'm with you guys. He's got to limit the turnovers. And I do think this game is going to fall on his shoulders one way or another. Dennis Waller was limited. Do we see him and do the Raiders need him to beat the Chargers? I think they do. I I think if if he can play, I think he's going to play. You know, we've seen Zay Jones come on here lately. I think he had a... Uh, 10 or 12 target game last week, uh, went over 100 yards. Josh Jacobs has been playing really well, but, you know, Darren Waller is a difference maker. I think that he's been close to coming back, and I think it's sort of a situation where they looked at it and thought, well, if we can get him fully healthy and still have a shot to make the playoffs, then let's do that and and we'll take our shot. Yeah, he is a difference maker, a different kind of player. I think if they can get him uh, where he can play, that that would be a big win for them because that just gives them another weapon alongside Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I mean, with with how dominant Hunter Renfro has been most, I mean, he's been dominant all season, but how good he's been with Waller being out as well. If they could get Waller back, 
with a with the, against the Chargers team that has not necessarily been that good on defense, I think it would be huge for the Raiders. I'm so torn because I want to see the Raiders make the playoffs because of the season they've had, but I stand Justin Herbert like nobody stands anybody. So I don't know what to do here. I'm. I'll let you guys go first. I need to think about it. I'm taking the Chargers. I am taking the Raiders. Let's go, Justin Herbert. I love you. I need. You. I, I want to see you in the playoffs. I, I, Baker's never going to get back there, so I need one of my favorite quarterbacks to do something. So please help me out here, Justin. Never is a strong word when he it's moves a, over to the Pittsburgh Steelers and takes them to the Super Bowl God, next year. Why would you? Why would you even put that out in the world? Why? All, all, all we can say is it's a good thing that Matt didn't make a tattoo bet on Baker Mayfield. No, I would never be that stupid. I'm stupid. I would never be that stupid. I love Baker. He is not Justin Herbert. All right, that will do it for us today. I got um, one more thing before we yeah, go, go out. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, Joshua Klug. He won the Dynasty Nerds Give Back Best Ball Dynasty Initial uh, Championship. Took home the the uh, championship belt from Trophy Smack. Uh, it's a best ball dynasty. So while we don't have to set in season lineups, we're still making waiver moves. We can make trades. We're going to have a rookie draft. We had six divisions of 12 teams, a total of 72 teams last year. We raised $2,000 that was split between No Kid Hungry, the V Foundation, and Disabled American Veterans. Uh, it was a great cause. And, and we had actually had one team go undefeated and get knocked out in the semifinals. That's rough. So congrats, that, congrats that to, to uh, Joshua Jacks one eighty seven. Not on in this Twitter. league, but yeah. in another one, I undefeated defending champion got to the semifinals. COVID took my entire lineup, and oh, that was that's that. just that is the worst way to go. So that will do it for us today. We will be back on Monday. Uh, we might not recap the games since there's probably not much to talk about. We'll maybe focus in on the big ones, maybe Chargers, Raiders, some of the other ones that change things. We'll discuss, obviously, what happened with the playoffs. We're going to do some rookie talk on Monday, kind of going back and looking at what the rookie class did this year. Would we change the way we had them ranked and everything based on now a year uh, a year of, of tape and film and everything and stats for us to look at for these guys? So everybody enjoy your weekend hope everybody stays safe and we will talk to you guys again on monday prepare for glory i don't know if you got your popcorn ready do you got your popcorn ready i came out the wall line ready and he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown i would be honored if you played football for this team throw it up above his head they can't jump with me god wait only tackle the 40 yard line who can make a play